Welcome to A to Z Sports Powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for our show, for our business, and they help you guys out. RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where you go to find out how much your home can rent for. Uh, man, do the pulse of fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five hours in the weight room because of full body electronic muscle stimulation, mandu.com. Your first workout is free. Uh, also, the Tucker Agency, saving you relief uh, on your personal insurance by saving you an average of 20% on that insurance, tuckertn.com. Calvin and Subtle for new hardwood floors and finishings, calvinandsubtle.com. Uh, and the Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, boneandjointtn.org. Before we dive into the show today and our topic, I, I do want to bring something that Karen brought up. Morning, guys. Where's Austin's hula hoop? And uh, I forgot completely because of everything that happened yesterday. And I think Zach also forgot about no, it. No, I, I didn't. I, I did not forget. Well, you, uh, I was, you, there was, we have been on the phone. We've been communicating for over an hour at this point, and not one hula hoop mentioned uh, or hula hoop. It's, was uh, it's not my magic bucket. I, and, I, and, and so I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. Uh, yeah, but you, you also like to hold people accountable, right? And you say that all the time. So I apologize for just flat out forgetting about the magic bucket. Um, I, 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 it's well, all so on me. We're going to have to think of a punishment I, for I next take, week. I well, think you need to pick twice. I, I, I think that's the I only fair way. responsibility for the mistake. Um, so, uh, I, I'm sorry about you that. You got to pick I, twice. I, I think also, that's the only fair way well, to do look, it. Well, look, dude, you haven't wrapped, and you're supposed to be having your 12-bar wrap uh, from like three months ago, and we haven't done that yet either. So, I think we're kind of even on that. Look, I will do the hula hoop on Monday. Okay. I, I didn't completely forget. I'm trying to get the, the same uh, amount of technology that you have. I've given you leeway. We you can, can figure out that technology right, and I'll be happy this? to do it. How, how about this? How about this? Because the hula hoop and where I'm sitting, I, I don't know if I can actually pull that off. Where where I know I'm, I'm dead I hear serious. a bunch of excuses. No, I don't think we can, I, we can turn this into full screen where you're just the only person on here. I, so I, that is I, not correct. I, I don't think I have the space to do it without knocking things over the hula hoop hitting the wall. Right now. So if you want to, we can do the technology of your wrapping and I can hula hoop the next time we're on location. Yeah, that's fine. Figure out the technology. I, I'd, I'd love for you. I to. know the technology. We can do that when we're on location. And so next time when we're on location, you can wrap and I can hula hoop. Yeah, and this, that way we have room. excuses, excuses, though. Look, you I, just completely again, I, I am forgot. sorry. I am sorry. I completely forgot about the hula hoop. I, I forgot to ask my wife to bring one home from her work. Uh, where she has hula hoops uh, for whatever reason, uh, but but again, like I, I apologize. It is all on me, and I take full responsibility for my forgetfulness about the hula hoop. But Zach, now let's move on and get back to the show because yesterday uh, did not go as planned, as Kevin Byard said, and we're going to play that video. He woke up at six o'clock yesterday morning and was ready to practice. Mike Vrabel said the same thing. Buck Rising went to practice yesterday thinking he was watching a practice and ended up covering uh, the Titans not practicing for a protest. So we're going to play uh, this video for you guys. Um, it is the Tennessee Titans. It is led by Kevin Byard uh, and then also quarterback uh, Ryan Tannehill and with the whole team behind them about the racial injustice going on in our country. So I will let the video speak for itself. Here's Kevin Byer, Ryan Tannehill. Good afternoon. As I woke up this morning and headed to the facility at 6 a.m. this morning, I was prepared to go to practice. But as we started, we had a team meeting this morning, first as a leadership with Mike Vrabel, and we had a lot of powerful discussions. Guys spilled out their emotions, guys teared up, and we had a lot of constructive conversation. But as we went to our team meeting as with the entire team, we felt as players and as an entire organization that it was right to not practice today. We feel that with all the recent events that's happened in our country, not only just this year, not only the past year, but the past hundreds of years, we decided that it's time to take a stand today. And we feel that with this moment right here and today, with my brother Ryan standing next to me and all my brothers standing behind me, we wanted to show solidarity and be unified and to say that we're tired. We're sick and tired of seeing the things that's been going on on social media for the entertainment. 
seeing our black brothers and sisters be murdered by police like it's nothing. And I feel like it's time for a change. And as I sit here and try to gather my thoughts, this is not a prepared statement. I didn't have time to prepare a statement. I'm coming to you and I'm talking from the heart. I just had a son just Sunday. I have a one-year-old daughter. And I have no clue on what I'm going to tell them or what kind of world that they're going to grow up in in this country. And I'm begging and pleading for the, to the powers that may be to please, please, we're crying, spilling my heart out to say that we need change and we need change as soon as possible. Thank you. Like Kevin said, we had a powerful conversation this morning. Um, guys spilling their hearts out and really um, hearing different perspectives on experiences, on viewpoints. And as a team, we felt like it's important that we stand up here together, united, that though we may be from different backgrounds, from different situations, been through different experiences, we're together and support each other throughout this whole year. Like Kevin said, these systematic oppressions have been going on for a long time. Hundreds of years, this country was founded uh, upon racist ideas, um, with, with slaves being brought here uh, from, from the day of foundation. And those ideas have, have persisted throughout the last hundreds of years, and it's going to take time uh, until we can get those all out. But we're tired of it. We're tired of dealing with um, the systematic oppression. We're tired of dealing with excessive force. We're tired of seeing black men and women die in situations where they should be walking home and spending the night with their families. It's sickening, and there's really, uh, <clears throat> it's sickening uh, to, to just know that they have to worry about their kids coming home at night. I have two young kids that because of the color of their skin, I never have to worry about if they get pulled over by a police officer, if they're gonna make it out of that interaction alive. And that's a sick fact of the world that we're living in. So we stand up here together, united, demanding change, that there's equality and justice for all those situations. Thank you. So that is uh, Kevin Byard and Ryan Tannehill, courtesy of the Tennessee Titans yesterday uh, with that video. They, they performed that live in front of uh, Zoom. Uh, and so uh, we're going to react to that. Kimberly uh, has a comment, says, making changes takes action, not just words. What will players do to make change? It starts with this, but it cannot stop here or this for all is nothing. Uh, so the Titans had three objectives uh, that they wanted to accomplish yesterday. We're going to dive into those three objectives uh, here in a second, and we're also going to react to that video and get some of your reaction to what Kevin Byard and Ryan Tannehill had to say there. Uh, but before we do that, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute of Technology. Uh, Bone & Joint TN.org is where to go, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, boneandjointtn.org. Uh, make sure whenever that injury happens, and that happens in life, right, we get hurt and we need things fixed, the Bone and Joint Institute can make sure uh, they get you on the right path to recovery and they see you all the way through and everything happens right there in that one building. Over dozens of doctors uh, there in that one building at boneandjointtn.org, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, uh, we're talking about and reacting to Kevin Byard, uh, Ryan Tannehill, and the entire Titans. I think they spoke for the organization, as Mike Vrabel uh, spoke afterwards on, on Zoom. But a uh, pretty powerful message there uh, by, by not practicing yesterday. We all uh, – you had to be living under a rock to not know the landscape of our world and our country and really sports now because it ha has infiltrated our sports lives – Without having sports for a while and sports returning with the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, and now the NFL uh, and WNBA, I don't want to forget anybody, yeah. but what they're doing um, to to raise awareness for the social injustice uh, of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, and some comments that I'm reading right here, Titans for Life says, uh, I've gained so much respect for Tannehill the last few months. He was authentic. And, I think, and, and then you should say, Rob says, man, you felt that in Tannehill's voice. You can feel that in both their voices. And they were they were both emotional, but they were emotional in different ways. Kevin Byard, who is a black man and who talked about having his two – I didn't know that Kevin Byard just had a second child on Sunday. Uh, but having two young children, two basically infants uh, at his home and not knowing what they're going to grow up in, 
Uh, you can hear the passion and some of the frustration in his voice, and you hear the emotion and almost like a feeling of guilt coming from Ryan Tannehill, who talked about uh, having two kids of his own and not having to have the same conversations with his. And Mike Vrabel, Zach, uh, told a story yesterday of Jonathan Joseph, who's 36 years old, uh, stood up in the team meeting yesterday and said that his son, who's 17, wanted to get tinted windows on his first car. Uh, and Jonathan Joseph said that's probably not a good idea, where Mike Vrabel thought back to the time that his 17-year-old son also wanted tinted windows on his first car, and Vrabel didn't think anything of it. It's just because there th we live in different worlds because of the different backgrounds and the different races that we have, and I truly do respect the way that the Tennessee Titans, who Ryan Tannehill is showing great leadership, so is Kevin Byard, and Mike Vrabel is too, because authentic was a word that uh, was used uh, in one of the comments that I brought up about Ryan Tannehill being authentic, and authentic and was a word that Mike Vrabel used several times um, during his Zoom meeting press conference about that's what they wanted to be. They wanted to be authentic. Vrabel did not reach out to other coaches or other people around the league to say what they were going to do. They were not conforming to anything. They were authentic and real with what they wanted yesterday to be. Yeah, and as we followed the story, I mean, we had our guys, Buck, and and just everybody reaching out to see what was going to happen yesterday morning as far as practice is concerned. And how I understood it uh, and how it played out is they went in, they talked, they met together, and then they made a decision. That's usually how – and you, the NBA, right, and if you follow that story – there was some up and downness because the Bucks didn't tell what they were uh, tell what Orlando the Orlando Magic what they were going to do, and then they had some words, and then they finally came together. I think that the Titans learned from that, and again, that that has nothing to do with the message they came across uh, with a very impactful message. But for the Titans, they came, they uh, they they decided what they wanted to do, and they stood up. and I, I think uh, I think it shows leadership from a lot of different directions within the organization. And I, I, I'll speak here in a minute about why I think Titans fans should be proud of that and, and kind of at length of why I think that. Yeah. But Mike Vrabel touched on three, I think, important key things because it's, it's okay to stand up and do whatever, but there has to be an objective, right? Sure. And, and that's, that's why what I thought the big res uh, my respect got towards the Titans fans and or, or the Titans organization yeah. saying that Mike Vrabel came with three very poignant objectives. Yeah, and that's why I, I brought up Kimberly's comment because she's right. Like you have to have actions that follow the stance, and I feel like the Titans did a really good job of that. And Mike Vrabel said yesterday they were not productive on the football field, but they were a productive football team because they had uh, three objectives they wanted to get to with what yesterday was for not practicing. It's not like they didn't practice and just sat around all day and talked about film or whatever. Is They spent the day going over these three objectives. The first one was voter registration and education, and Mike Vrabel mentioned that they had partnered with a bipartisan uh, a, a company who was working towards gaining and uh, voting registration and education across all citizens uh, because they were all better when they participate together. That was what uh, Mike Vrabel was saying. So number one, voter registration and education. Number two uh, was learning how to and education on how to talk with elected officials about action and policy. Uh, and number three, is Zoom with a Titan. And it's very simple what Zoom with a Titan, I put it in quotes it, for a reason. That's because Zoom with a Titan is what the Titans came up with for players to be able to connect with their community and the young people in their community to actually have some type of impact on positive change. And I thought that in, in a world where Rashawn Evans, who went on every Titans caravan last summer and went to every city and town that the Titans caravan went to and met all those people and kids, can't do that in 2020 with the coronavirus. So how can they still have some type of an impact on the uh, the children and the youth population in the in the mid state? Zoom with the Titan to help them uh, teach compassion and care and education about what all is happening with our world. So those are the three objectives. I'll throw them back up there again. Uh, one, voter registration and education, talking with elected officials about action and policy. And three, there's Zoom with a Titan program. I think those uh, I think those are smart. I think those 
can, and I hope they do yield change. Uh, this is the portion of the show where I give my opinion. And uh, this is an opinion show. This is not just a fluff show. This is this is what it is. And I have to be truth true to what A to Z sports is and represents. And that is everybody's opinion. We've had a lot of good opinions, some some extreme, some that align with the Titans, some that don't. But I think the biggest part of change when it comes to, let's say, social injustice with police, because that is ultimately, there's racism all over this country. Don't get me wrong, right? But what we're talking about, and I think what has, has stemmed the, uh, the movements is the injustice on police and, and and black crime, right? So I think that there's a disconnect. And so the problem that I personally think that needs to be solved, I don't know how to do this right now. I think that that's above my pay grade and I'm not in, in politics. But I think the disconnect, and I will speak as being a white man, I don't understand the injustice that – uh, black people go through when get pulled over. I don't claim to, and I hate that. Like that, that makes my heart hurt. But I also don't think that police understand that. So police need to understand that so they treat minorities different. The other thing that I, I and it, it goes both ways. And here's here's the strong of my opinion. I think we need to understand more how that feels because that is an awful feeling and I will never do I, because yeah. my skin is not black. I, I, I may not be able to ever feel that, but I need to get further along closer to that. Sure. Because things have to change. Let me finish. Also, okay. I'm not done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also what needs to happen is we have to understand the protocols that are in place for police officers. So those can change. Because obviously the protocols that are, are within the police officing uh, community are not working to the best of their abilities. It doesn't mean that they're not working every time, right? They may work sometimes, but th those two things, we have to feel the injustice and understand the injustice so we can change. And we also have to understand the protocols that are right and wrong so they can change. If those two things... I think in just this, uh, in, in just the officer and community, right? If those two things can come a little bit closer, then I think we can take steps along with all of the things that Mike Vrabel outlaid with those three things. Voting, yeah. voting has changed, right? This is a democracy. It's a system. You either play the game or complain until you vote the game to change, right? And yes. so- so that's where we are, but I think that's the disconnect, and we have got to be better on both sides. We do. Sure. And, and okay, so I want to bring a couple of comments. Larry says, it's ridiculous. I just want my sports teams to leave politics at home. And and so I do too, man. I, but, but again, I, I, but like the I, reason okay, I want to get back to playing football, but I also understand the reason why the second objective that Mike Vrabel mentioned, and these were not in order of importance, but the reason why number two is talking with elected officials about action and policy is because athletes have a platform and athletes are professional athletes, especially the NFL and the NBA. The majority of those professional athletes are minorities. And so there is an opportunity with a platform to be able to have a good productive conversation with elected officials about action and policy and do something again in a productive way. And I think that's why it's a good thing for athletes to stand up for how they feel and how they believe, because yesterday you saw Kevin Byard and Ryan Tannehill and their teammates behind them speak from the heart. And what I thought about is, we sometimes forget that athletes are humans and like, because well, they are entertainment to us, right? That's, that's what they are. They are entertainers and they perform on a high level. And we love watching people play sports for our entertainment and our joy, but they're not video game characters. They are real humans who also have these things they're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. And so now you get to see a little bit more of what they are. Now, Tevrin brings up a good comment here on YouTube. He says, A to Z Sports, what is your objective in all this besides reporting the news? As a veteran and a black man, I'd like to know what is your what is it you guys have planned to help minorities in your community? 
That's a great comment, Tevrin, and I don't have an answer for you right now. But I do know this, that this has been a summer of a lot of non-sports shows for A to Z Sports. And we have tried our best as two white guys who grew up with some privilege to, uh, to try to listen, to try to understand, and to try to be empathetic towards things that are happening in the black communities and in other minority communities. And, as, and we have a platform, not nearly as big as Kevin Byard and Ryan Tannehill's, but we have a platform on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, where we can try to help uh, spread what we think is a good message and the right message. So is it a direct like going out in the community and doing something? We don't have that yet. I would love to be able to do something like that, but I at least want to have the ability to, to listen and to have a, a productive conversation on our platforms that we own, that we have available to us to further uh, progress. And that's, and that's, thank you, Tevrin, for asking that question. No, I, uh, I appreciate that too, Tevrin, because uh, I, I will tell you the evolution and I can't speak for Austin. This is just me. Uh, the evolution of my life of wanting to do this, to talk sports, you know, everybody has aspirations. Sometimes people want to be a doctor, want to be a lawyer, want to be a dentist, whatever. Uh, I always wanted to be a sports broadcaster. That's all I always wanted to be. Why? Because I love sports. Well, something changed, Tevrin, a couple of years ago. Now, a lot in my life has changed. I've lost a lot of people in my life, but it's also opened my eyes that this, this company that we've built and that we're building and growing, that I hope um, instead of 100,000 followers off all of our platforms, I hope we have a million. And then after that, I hope we have 5 million. After that, I hope we have 10 million. And the impact of that is to impact people's lives, is to create, and this is the key word, is community. We have a small community here of Titans fans, Vols fans, Preds fans, Nashvillians, people that live in Hawaii, people that live overseas, but it's a community, right? And Austin and I, I will speak, we pride ourselves that we have grown this community. How can we make this community and do good? Now, it used to be, how can we make this community and talk sports? Now, I think you can do both, right? I think that you can talk sports and do good. But as to answer your question, Tevrin, I think it's a, a fabulous question. That is one small way that we can impact the community. And I, I hope the community grows. And there will be more things that we will have to do. And Austin and I... If you've known us or watches the show, we're good people, and we will do that. Or we at least try to be. <laughs> right. You may not agree with everything I have to say. To be, or, we strive to be good people. Right. But but we're not bad. Yes. Right. Like uh, like that. Our intentions are good, and this is uh, this has been the hardest year of our business. Just like a lot of businesses, yes. you know, this has been this has put A to Z Sports to the test, the ultimate test. Not only financially because of the coronavirus, but also socially because we have to have shows like this instead of talking about Ryan Tannehill's QBR. Yeah, and again, like this is uncomfortable, right? Like, like, but that's the part. That's part of it is you force people who are generally comfortable to get uncomfortable, and that's how some progress can be made. And so, I would be a lot more comfortable if we talked about the Tennessee Titans and and what I saw on a betting website yesterday that makes me. Very intrigued in what week one's going to be. Like I, I, we could have that conversation next week, but today is the day to have a separate conversation. So Zach, um, you I have. Read, I do yeah. want to read a comment though, cool. and it goes to what I, I, I'm going to say. But Seth Clark, I think, brings up a very good comment. We heard uh, Kevin Byard and Ryan Tannehill and the entire Titans team talk, and he said, "I don't think they said anything controversial. They spoke from the heart. They're standing united, black and white." And that is something in this country we need. Leading by example, way better look by the Titans than others spewing foul language and hate towards people they don't agree with 100%. Glad to be a fan of this team. And Seth, it goes right into my point of why Titans fans should be glad to be a part of this team. And I will tell you that, but first, I'm going to tell you about the Tucker Agency where we can help you, he can help you, will Tucker at TuckerTN.com. Nationals Independent Insurance Agency can help you. One of the reasons why we teamed with them is in a troubling time, as we all have been a part of over the last several months, 
insurance, you probably think, how can you restructure and get some money that you're already spending? Tucker TN can help you do that. Will at TuckerTN.com. Email Will and his team, and they will help you restructure your insurance policy and put money back into your pocket. 20%. The average customer who emails Will at TuckerTN.com and asks, how do I save money on my insurance? The average customer saves 20% on their insurance policy. There's no reason not to do that. That's Nashville's independent insurance agency at TuckerTN.com. All right, A to Z Sports. Hey, real quick, uh, AZ30 saves you 30% off anything at shop.azsportsnational.com. We're doing that until football returns. So you've got two weeks, guys. AZ30 for 30% off on anything at shop.azsportsnashville.com. Uh, so, Zach, you said before the show you have – there's, there's uh, something that Titans fans should be proud of for what happened yesterday, and you have not hinted anything – uh, about what this is to me. So hit me with it. Titans fans, and if you're a true Titans fans, if you joined the the the, the two-tone movement yesterday, I'm talking about fanship, then you probably don't. But we have a lot of people that watch and listen to our show that are diehards, right? That are two-tone through and through. And they have been through the hard times. And I'm uh, this is now I'm not talking about movement. I think it the end game of what yesterday represents, I think it took a long time to get there. And that's why I read Seth's comment because the reason why Titans fans should be proud is how far this organization has come. When Ken Wisenhunt and Tommy Smith, Tommy Smith being the president and CEO of the team, Ken Wisenhunt being the head coach, Bud Adams passing away and not having a plan after his death, It was in shambles. If that movement or this movement would have happened then, you wouldn't have had the organization. So Titans fans should be proud of how far this organization, Amy Adams Strunk, John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, leaders like Kevin Byard, now newly found Ryan Tannehill last year, and others, everybody else standing behind those two individuals, and all the others that you don't see. Now, I criticize their marketing every day, twice on Sunday. I think that they need improvement. But they have also come a long way. Their social media has improved. I think the interiors of the organization has improved. Their stadium has improved. Their facilities have improved. Everything has gotten them to this point that Titans fans, aren't you glad you're not the Washington football team? That's a uh, let's just face it. Disaster. I'm going to call it spade a spade. That's a disaster. <laughs> and and Titans fans, you should be proud of the flaming thumbtack that you see because it was not always like this. And the perfect storm of where we are today, I think, led to what we saw in the video yesterday. And that. That is regardless of movement, what you think or what you don't think. If you're a football fan, you should be proud of the team for stepping up and doing something bigger than football. Because you have to have unity to do things that are bigger than what you do. And without that, we don't see any of what we saw. So that's why you should be proud. And I I thought about that long and hard this morning. I was like, I don't know what the show is going to be, but I can take some of my experience of watching this franchise. I grew up up a Nashvillian. I'm born at Vanderbilt. Helicopter pad right there, right? So I'm born in a helicopter? (laughs) Well, I was right outside the helicopter. Okay. I was about to say, damn. I was like, that's pretty cool. No, but I was like, how is that not going to come up in the last five years? Yeah, you would probably have known (laughs) that. But I I give a rip about a lot of things. And one of those things is this city, whether it's uh, whether it's the mayor trying to ruin it or whether it's the Titans trying to help it. Yeah, and Roy says, uh, let all players do right along with cops uh, a lot. Now, I, I think we brought this up earlier in the summer. Like, P.K. Subban with Blue Line Buddies, that was a really good initiative here in Nashville where P.K. Subban found a child uh, from the Boys and, Glo- uh, Boys and Girls Club of Tennessee and t- partnered them up with a police officer to go watch a Preds game together and to hang out with P.K. Subban before and after the game. That's a great thing that kind of Roy is talking about there. I agree. And Yannick says, never been prouder of my team. 
Uh, Dom says, respect to you guys. I appreciate that. Uh, TJ says, the most cohesive team I've seen in years. Scott says, Amy is light years better of an owner than her father was. I think uh, Bud Adams, late in his life, not a great owner, but I think like he still brought you this football team. So like you can't just crap all over Bud Adams as an yeah, owner. Yeah, look, everybody has pros and cons. He's a founder of the American Football League. He's so. a very smart businessman. Now, look, it, uh, some other things, the double bird, some of his other actions, probably not great. But, but that was in the life, in the late stage of his life when he was not running on all cylinders. Right. And that, and again, it, it goes to the understanding and the changing of times. We're trying to change right now in 2020, right? We're trying to change the culture of the world that we live in. And it's hard to understand. Like, I don't understand what it would be like to live, live like in 1908. I have no idea. There's definitely things I disagree with that people were living in in 1908. We are trying to change 2020 to be better, much, 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 much better than 1908 or 1980 or 2008 or 2018. And if we keep these conversations up, I do think that it will improve. But as I said, understanding is the key, whether it's understanding how how the African-American community or the black community lives in possible fear, understanding that closer will yield change, but also, and I, that's why I think it's a very two-way street. We have to understand the protocols and these are right and wrong that the police officers that we get upset at, which I think are warranted a lot of the time with what they are taught. Some, they go over the line, right? And you, you have, terrible things that have happened and some it is routine and they arrest somebody that should be arrested. But there's a disconnect there that yeah, has right. to be connected or we will not have progress that we truly need. Right. Renal brings up what you talked about earlier on the show is it, and that's that we don't, me and you don't understand what it's like to be Renald. He says cops have a hard job, but as a black man, we are scared of cops. So when people just say comply, that is coming from someone who doesn't fear cops. I get pulled over for speeding. I'm scared even more to move in fear of being shot. So it's, it's like it's a great comment. It's a really hard comment to read because uh, of yeah. the levity of it. But you're absolutely right. And I've talked about this too. Like I grew up in Brentwood, Tennessee, right? And that's a very affluent area. And I had because because I played sports, I was able to avoid all of what the Brentwood bubble is. And I was able to interact with people outside of what Brentwood, Tennessee is or it was back then. Uh, but I had friends who were, I had a really, really close friends, a couple that were black and one from Colombian descent who moved, his family moved here. And I saw them firsthand get treated differently by cops going home from football practice multiple times where I was just speeding as fast as they were. And things were different for me compared to them. And I talked about that earlier this summer. And I, I think, I, I wish I, I was 16, 17 years old at that time. I did not truly understand the weight of that situation or really wish I would have embraced that more or figured out or talked more to them about that. But uh, I, at least what I can do now is, is talk about it here and, yeah, and try and, to bring up Ronald's comment. And I do think that – I think we're on the way to being halfway there. I think that over the last several months, uh, this country, we've moved mountains with – white guys like you and I understanding more about black culture than we ever have. Do we have a lot more to learn? Yes, we do, right? There's so much things that I, I don't understand as, as Dom and others have brought up, but they've also brought up, and this is why the, the next half and today or right now is not the time and place to understand the officer's or cop's point of view. I think both have to be understood, but Dom brings up a point. These officers are either scared or untrained. Well, that could be the problem or both, right? And I think it could be equal. I, I, maybe officers are scared of the black community just as much as the black community are scared of officers. Those two don't blend, right? There, there's never going to be a good uh, meeting if that is the case. So if we're almost halfway to possibly solving some of this problem, understanding the Black Lives Movement, which I think is very, very important in this equation, we also have to understand, and I don't even understand it, what are the officers trained to do? 
I have no idea. And I think that is a massive problem. I know they're trying. So, and if they are trained to do something that is not, uh, is not good or yields uh, somebody getting shot seven times in the back, that needs to change. Yeah. Right. Right. So look, we wanted to have a conversation this morning. We've been talking for right at 40 minutes about this and a pivot's going to have to be made and there's no easy way to do this. But I think Jared, uh, when talking about Zach's point about why or something Titans fans should be proud of, Jared says, this feels like a team that's been together for 10 years. The camaraderie spelling uh, of the team is something I don't think we've seen since the McNair George curse days. Uh, so here's where we were going to go with this because I, I think there's something to it is I agree with Jared's comment right there. I, I feel like this team is set up to do something truly special. And I'm gonna we're gonna talk and dive into more about that. Do you think uh, success on the field uh, could be translated from the unity and the camaraderie that this team truly has? We'll dive into that here in a second. But first, let me tell you about RentersWarehouse.com. They're Nashville's professional landlords. Head to Nat, head to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways that Renters Warehouse can help you out during this pandemic. Don't panic. Sell your home. A lot of people have lost uh, income because of what's happened with the pandemic, uh, but selling your home is not the right move in a panicked way. Renterswarehouse.com can help you out uh, really well with this situation, with any, with lots of situations. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. A to Z Sports, I, I do want to say, uh, and we're going to get to this, I think it's a really, really good question that kind of transitions from uh, social movements to more football, right? Because I, I do think that there is a transition. The reason why you guys pay attention and we pay attention to this team is because they play football. Now, they are more than just football players, and I think that is being recognized more and more as the years go by, which is a positive thing. But if you look at this, the transition, I think it translates very, very well. I think it translates to the closest team usually wins. Isn't that the, the, the closest business usually succeeds? The closest classroom usually has the most success. That, like, that's the, you talk about the word unity, and they may not be the best, right? And like I think talent, we, right? Right? we've seen that in so many different what, sports movies and well, in here real it, sports. You guys aren't the best collection of players, but you're the the best team out there. Collecting. Bad news bears. Yeah, I don't know what I quoted, but it's probably something. So, but but seriously, and I don't want to get down a certain rabbit hole, but I feel like Ryan Tannehill has a lot to do with this. Where if Marcus Mariota was the quarterback, I I don't know how yesterday would have looked. Like you know, this is not a knock about Marcus Mariota the person, but it is a knock about Marcus Mariota maybe the leader, because Ryan Tannehill has been outspoken. Like Ryan Tannehill stood on the stage at the ESPYS this summer about police brutality, holding a Black Lives Matter sign at the ESPYS. Like Marcus Mariota, I don't think could have pulled off what Ryan Tannehill has pulled off this summer from a leadership standpoint. And I, I think Marcus is a great person and everybody who has come in contact with Marcus has said how great of a person he is and they would do anything for him because he would do the same. But Ryan Tannehill's different. This is more about Tannehill than it is about Mariota, I guess. Ryan Tannehill feels like a different level of leader than the Titans have not had and I don't know when. Well, you know why? Like at, at the prominent position. He's, because, because he is primed. And I don't know whether, uh, again, his play on the field yields the true uh, how high he can get. Yields his ceiling. Yeah, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Right? But he's, he's primed to be the face of a franchise. Problem was, he was picked by the Miami Dolphins, which is a bad <laughs> franchise. Yeah, yeah. God bless right? you. Have fun. But, but yeah, good luck, my friend. Godspeed. But, but you know what? Vince Young... And Jake Locker at the time. That wasn't their personalities. They were not primed to be the face of the franchise. And at that point, the franchise was kind of like the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> right? <laughs> so all of these things have come together. Now, Mariota had the opportunity, but Mariota was not primed 
to be the face of a franchise. He just wasn't. He didn't have the personality. He didn't have uh, the extrovertedness that you have to, I do think you need. You don't need a lot of it. You don't need Philip Rivers amount. No. But you do need, you do need a mixture. Eli Manning's a great example. Eli Manning is not uh, extrovert. He's not just wow, wow. He'll do commercials, but I feel like that's just because his brother like, hey, Oreo's about to pay us. You want to come along? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. But Eli found a way to do it on the field to yield that face. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill has set up very nicely over one season for the Titans to be the face of the franchise alongside Derrick Henry. So a, a couple comments that I want to read. Uh, Titans for Life says it's stronger coming from a white quarterback. And I think I think that's very important. The fact that a white quarterback uh, and quarterback, white quarterback, that white quarterback versus black quarterback has always been an issue in, in, when talking about football because of the Dwayne Haskins is a running quarterback, which that Stephen A. Smith said, but there's no way Dwayne Haskins is a running quarterback. He ran like three times at Ohio State, but he said that because he's black, right? And and there's misconception with that. But I think Ryan Tannehill being a white quarterback and being so outspoken about the Black Lives Matter movement and about everything that's happening, it, it does uh, make it stronger from him. And then Tribe Called Quez brings up a fantastic point. Tannehill had Kenny Stills to teach him issues on police brutality. Yes, he's outspoken, but he was prepared. And you're absolutely right. I think what the Miami Dolphins did for Ryan Tannehill was put him through adversity on the field. So he, 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 felt, he felt that and put him around some teammates like Kenny Stills who could teach him. And Ryan Tannehill was willing to listen to those guys. And I, I think that's where – I think Ryan Tannehill has been very impressive. And I don't think this would be happening with the Tennessee Titans – to the level that it is without Ryan Tannehill's level level of leadership. Yeah, and, and we spoke about Titans quarterback, and Jamie brings up Marcus Mariota came to play football not to be an activist. The problem is he wasn't either. Right? I, I don't think Ryan Tannehill set out to be an activist either. I think I think he became one. And that, well, and I, that think, I think – but I honestly think that's more powerful is he probably always had these visions and thoughts, and now because – he is a part of a, a, a close-knit organization, as we talked about. It's more powerful. Austin, I'll ask you a question. We'll talk about white and black. Who is more, who's been the most outspoken white quarterback in the NFL? Like this year or ever? This year. Oh, it's Ryan Tannehill. That's, no, no, no. You know, no Austin, Ryan Tannehill probably. Well, you know who else does know this, really but not everybody else does. Probably doesn't get recognized if I ask. If I ask just a random person in uh, in South Dakota who's an NFL football fan, I ask them that same question. They probably wouldn't say Ryan Tannehill, but we we do. You know who? Uh, you know who's probably second on that list? It's Joe Burrow. He has been active. And look, I think that, and he hasn't played a snap in the NFL. Yeah, but literally I, I, because there is no preseason. Yeah, correct. Uh, he's played as many snaps as Logan Woodside has. Uh, so again. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill's now, – now, will it translate to success in the field? Do you think it can? Because I, I think the Titans – the Titans feel different. And and uh, two things translate. And okay. uh, now I'm going against movement stuff. Two things translate. All right, Austin? These yeah. are the cold, hard facts. First of all, can you stay healthy away from COVID this season? Yeah. That will true. win you the most football games right there. So Probably. That, that is uh, number one. The second thing is – can the team, the core team that they had a year ago, which in Titans history, not a lot of times do you have the same core team that had success the year before run it back, right? Can they run back the success and A.J. Brown improve, John o. Smith improve, Derrick Henry stay the same, Tannehill stay the same, Jeffrey Simmons improve, Rashawn Evans improve, Kevin Byard stay the same, Adoree Jackson improve. Those guys, if they can take that step, and not step back, then absolutely. Well, and I, I heard Paul Kaharski talking about this uh, last week, maybe, is that we've always talked about Tannehill this offseason of it, the expected regression, right? The expected, uh, he's gonna, he's not going to be that outstanding again, right? There's no way. He's going to be more like Miami and less like last year. Well, and Paul's point was, we've never really thought about the other way around. 
We've never really thought about it. Oh, they've actually got season number two with this offense and Arthur Smith. And year number two with Derrick Henry, the offensive line, and Corey Davis, and A.J. Brown, and Johnny Smith. Is there a chance that Ryan Tannehill could be better? And 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 that's – but we've never really in given playoff that games, much. yes, there is a chance. <laughs> he was really good in playoff games. He wasn't good they, enough. He was not great in, or good enough in Kansas City, no doubt about it, but the defense couldn't get Mahomes off the field. Either. And that's what – like it's just like Lamar Jackson was outstanding. But in the playoffs, he wasn't good enough. Turnover, turnovers and drop passes and all uh, missed situations uh, hurt that team. But again, like, like could Ryan Tannehill and and the belief of what this team has been doing all offseason long, they've had distractions of Vic Beasley. They had a miniature distraction of the Isaiah Wilson thing, which I think was more media distraction than it was internally. <clears throat> but <clears throat> will they be able to? stick together for the greater good because they know they've got something and will this translate to success in the field? I, I kind of feel <clears throat> like this team is different. They've looked different on the training camp practice field. Normally the offense has passes hit the ground against air. There's they've been clicking. I, I feel very confident in this Titans team as a whole. Yeah. And uh, I think Titans fans should as well, because this is the perfect storm. Right. This is what you wait for. This is what I think like other teams like Titan, maybe it's the Titans, maybe it's small market, a part of the NFL, because people are fearful that the Titans are the Jags of a couple of years ago. Right. Go to the FC championship and then fall off. But good core teams usually have good core quarterbacks. Right. And I think Tannehill, we're finding that out. We don't know that yet. But this is what the Packers and the Patriots and the Steelers, they all experience. That's and the Seahawks. That's a playoff team. They're playoff teams. The Chiefs are experiencing that now. Those all those franchises. When I say those names, you say playoff team. The Titans now have to be in that same breath. And the only way that they do that is take what they did last year, put it to what they do this year, and become a playoff team. They don't have to win the Super Bowl. They just got to make the playoffs. Yeah, so win that the breath, division. Look, I mean, expectations I yeah, get, right. but you make the playoffs, you start to become, oh, the Tennessee Titans, they're a playoff team. That's earned, not given. Yeah, and I think they're on the way to something, uh, something pretty nice and special. So we'll be along for the ride. That's that's what I'm excited about is the ride for what this team can be because uh, I like I like a lot of the pieces they have. Um, so, I, and Ethan Ramsey says, this team feels like, the the culmination of what J Rob has been building towards since the first overall pick days, and, and maybe that's maybe that's so. It is esports here live on a Friday. Let's end our week with good news. Ain't that good news? We end the week every Friday with this. What is your good news this week? We've been talking about hard, serious stuff uh, this morning. So let's end it. You got some good news. You got some lighthearted stuff. Uh, but first, Zach, tell the people about CalvinAndSubtle.com. Yeah, Calvin and Soto is where you need to get your hardwood floors. It's that easy. It's that simple. 615-448-6414. 615-448-6414. CalvinandSuttle.com. You go online or give them a call. And look, if you need new hardwood floors, there's really only one place to go because the cost effectiveness of Calvin and Subtle. It is cost effective and they've got great hardwood floors. Rip up that carpet from your your ba basement, your bathroom, your bedroom, your kitchen, your den, your living room, and replace it with really nice, really good quality hardwood floors from CalvinAndSubtle.com. That's 615-448-6414. A to Z Sports, real quick, Mandu.com, your first workout, absolutely free at Mandu.com. 15 minutes at Mandu equals five-plus hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation uh, that you get there. The results are real because the science is real. First workout's free mandu.com ain't that good news on a friday scott proctor says good news will <coughs> excuse me whoa whoa corona no no this is, corona uh, and, well real quick scott says uh will compton's back uh that's his good news we talked about that some yesterday my 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 allergies are acting up this morning zach because guess what happened last night the rain's coming in and if you go back to my allergy test results 
I'm allergic to mold that comes in the air with rain. And I've been, I woke myself up sneezing at four o'clock this morning and I've got some of the, the, the aftermath of that going on. So thanks to the rain for bringing in the mold that I'm allergic to. So that's, that's where that is. That's your good news. No, no, that was just uh, my response. To, uh, my response to like choking on my own phlegm and you saying I got Corona. Like, that's some weak good news, but no, no, that is anti good news. Anti good news. All right. Uh, so, I'll read some comments. Jerob yeah. says, Good news. Have an interview for a job promotion next week. Matthew says he just got a new job. Congrats. That, I mean, that's big time, especially in, in today's right atmosphere, right? That's yeah. tough. Um, Dom Dom says, good news, flying to Denver this weekend. Godspeed to you, my man. I Hey, I was in Denver last weekend. I, I love that Dom is taking the chance of going on planes. More people need to go on planes. They're clean. They're clean. Don't be scared, brother. Um, let's see here. Uh, Sean says, my son, as a freshman, got a lot of snaps in his first varsity high school football game. That's nice. good. Yesterday. Ended with three tackles and, and pass breakup, almost an INT. A freshman playing varsity high school ball and making some production right there. There you go. Ty says, my good news, I just picked up my studio equipment, start audio engineering school, the 8th. Ah, That's good. Uh, Nashville kid, our, our boy right there, says, good news, the Titans play football in about two weeks. I want to say something about Nashville kid right here is Chris, who is one of our new interns and writers at A2ZSportsNashville.com. Chris has been crushing it, by the way. Uh, he's he's wrote, written about Jeffrey Simmons and Jarrell Casey. Uh, he wrote about Will Compton coming back and what Will Compton will bring to this team. Uh, so good job by Chris uh, and what he's been doing over the last month or so since he joined the A to Z team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've got quick good news. I'll sandwich my good news because uh, my first good news is what happened on today's show. Um Austin and I had a pre pre show conversation, and this was like going to be do every day, like, yeah, we, do every like day. we do every day. But well, this is going to be a tough one, right? We're not talking football, we're not talking ball, and we're also worried. And if you've looked at our Facebook feed, I mean, there's a lot of comments not uh, outside of the show, but on some of the things that happened yesterday. And I, I would be I lying to you if I didn't say I was a little, uh, I don't know, I was a little anxious going into the show to see how people would handle things and. It's really a hats off. The good news is that we've been able to build a community that can actually have a conversation. Yeah. You go to like probably, and I don't know because I don't go to these Facebook pages, but if you go to Fox News' Facebook page or CNN's Facebook page. Or the Times' Facebook page. They've probably been infiltrated by a ton of hate and like terrible things. I'm proud of what you and I did, Austin, but really more importantly, I'm proud of everybody that watched and listened to this show. They didn't say, hey – what are you guys doing? Talk sports. Hey, what are you doing? You're not doing what I want you. Like, that wasn't that. So that's good news that we I, – I feel proud of today's show. I think you can too, Austin. I think everybody can. And that goes to the community that we've built. So that's that's some of my good news. Right, yeah, and I think there was um, less cussing at each other in the comment section than – uh, some previous situations. So I think that's that shows maybe some growth and progress. Uh, more good news. Uh, Zach says, uh, I'm at the beach for the weekend. Uh, Titans for Life says, my son's flag football team that I'm coaching has been given the green light. That's that's great. Get the kids back on the field. Yannick says, I'm finally closing on my new house on Monday after waiting over a year from pre-construction. That's fantastic. Hunter bought himself a condo this week. He's blessed uh, about that. Um, my good news, Zach, is actually kind of similar to Ty's. I might get new like audio equipment and not going to like engineering school like Ty is, but I am getting some new toys for the home studio. I got new headphones today. I'm getting new lights coming in uh, to for my home studio here to make my life easier. Uh, and also, it, this is like the tiniest bit of good news, but you know what I, how I feel when I say one of the keys on my keyboard had been sticking for like two weeks and it was driving me crazy. Then we went to BioPeer the other day and clean my computer. Now my P key no longer sticks. Unstuck. Unstuck. <laughs> you think? And, and look, this is crazy. Let's talk about this. So BioPure and shout out to them. And this yes. is I mean, free plug, pay plug doesn't really matter. Shout out to BioPure because you know why I think it unstuck. Uh, and it's scientific. Yeah. They killed the germ. That was in your keyboard. Yes. And it's a it's, living bacteria. Right. I know. I was thinking about this because 
I'm having to like, and it happened yesterday, right before the Titans press conferences. And I was tweeting from A to Z. And if you've ever had a keyboard, a key stick on your MacBook, it's awful. It's, and and it uh, screws up everything you try to type out, which I do a lot. And so uh, it came unstuck right before that press conference. And so it was, it was great. Um, And also with, with why BioPure helped is because it's electrostatic. So it doesn't just go on top of the surface. It actually wraps around every crevice on the keyboard, which is why it killed the germ underneath the key. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's crazy to think about, but it is true. And we've all had stuck keyboards. My P key. You never realized how often you type the letter P until your P key is stuck. Yeah, I, I guess that's right. Um, uh, so, so my good news actually comes from the community. My good news is that Trip Dilfer is in Nashville. Yep. Uh, if you've watched this, and I'm going to to tweet this out for, I guess, for my personal handle. Uh, he did a video talking about the importance of high school football. And this week has been tough for a lot of people listening to the mayor spew political jargon on midday 180 earlier this week. And Trent Dilfer, I think, came up with some really good points. Uh, the unfortunate part is our city is being held hostage by um, a formula, I think a broken formula, based on uh, sickness to, to thousands. And Trent Dilfer said the importance of what college or of what high school football can give kids. And I believed every single word that he said. We don't truly know not only the economic impact of what football brings. Football is the most popular thing in this country. It just is. Like breathing is probably higher than football. But like football, this is American football. We love it. We love it on all levels. Friday night lights. We love college football. We love professional football. We love talking about football when football is not even close to being played. And we do it year-round. We have a business about football and other things. But mostly football. the importance of what that does to a community, I think you don't realize the impact until it's gone. And the unfortunate part is, is that the mayor of Nashville, who I adamantly disagree with, and I think that he's talking about pee, he's peeing all over our city one day at a time, with his policies, holding our city hostage, and with his jargon, we need to take steps forward to, to live with the virus. It's not leaving our streets. Take the precautions, wear masks, be safe, but, but staying stagnant and waiting for a vaccine, which he said, essentially, yeah, is the worst mindset you could ever have for a community that was thriving before he came to office. My good news is that Trent Dilfer, like so many of us, support this city and know the importance of taking one step forward, not standing still or taking one step back. That's my good news. All right. The week is done. A to Z Sports, uh, our week is over with that segment right there. Ain't that good news every Friday on the show. Uh, the Titans are set to practice today. Uh, they've moved it up a little bit because of uh, the weather coming through. Uh, but Luke Warsham will be out there covering Titans practice. So if you uh, if you make sure you're following us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports, at, uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere, because we'll have great coverage and then have your notifications ready if the weather allows, me and Luke will have a post-practice uh, update there. Now, uh, uh, Ethan Ramsey was asking, what uh, words am I typing out that have the P so much? Post-practice update. <laughs> like that P is everywhere. The letter P is all over the damn place. Place, practice, protocol, Cooper. <laughs> Proposal. Pitch. I don't like talking all these, about it. all these you, things. You, you were doing so good, Austin, and then you just fell off the cliff. Uh, that's you talk about fecal matter. You know I, how much I, I hate that. Anything. I didn't and say you, that. What did you say? The p words. I was talking about. I I didn't say that. I didn't say fecal matter. What are you talking about? You misheard something. 
I, I would check the tape. Uh, I, I, I said pups. No. I said, said so something that ended with the ER. I don't even want to say it. You said, you said Cooper? Cooper. I said Cooper. Like John Cooper. <laughs> I guess when I hear Cooper, I think pooper. That makes I, sense. I said Cooper. I uh, see Rob, Rob, and Alex. They all heard it too. You said pooper. I said Cooper. Ethan, you said poop, bro. I said Cooper. <laughs> I said Coop. <laughs> I Why said, would you say a word that all of your other words started with a P and then you no, have in one word that up, starts with a Update C? did not. <laughs> update. I it doesn't could. matter if it starts. Thank you, Yannick. I said Cooper. I said it's Cooper, damn it. Said it. It's real to me, damn it. All right, guys. <laughs> Have Again, a good week. I get Pooper and Cooper but misconstrued because I same I difference. Same person. Same difference. Yeah, yeah Mayor yeah. Pooper. Now, all you people. Oh my gosh, maybe that's what we need to start. I hate the word, so I can't do it. All but, you people, two peas, uh, get your head out of the crapper, two peas. All right. So have, 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 have a great weekend. We'll see you later. Adios. <laughs>